everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Brandvold, and as always, joined by Jay Gilbert. Good morning. Good morning, and uh, well, by the time you're... No, happy holidays, because we're recording this on Thursday. It'll go up tomorrow, so it'll hit before before Christmas. Happy holidays. So happy holidays. I am, yeah. uh, I am in Florida. I would be out by the pool, but... A bunch of kids are swimming around the pool, so I found a quiet room so we could could record this for you guys still. Nice. Um, you know, I don't know if we've talked about it in the past, but I know over the course of the last year or so, Neil Young's Pono service, or porno service. <laughs> no, it's Pono. It's Pono, but it's one of those names where I'm like, well, Who maybe it would have done better. That? Who came up with that branding? Didn't anybody uh-huh. ever think that was going to somebody was going to change it up? We've talked the Music Biz Weekly's talked about the Pono service and the the whole Kickstarter and we want to do high resolution audio and you got to buy a brand new player and brand new file format. And you know, there was not a lot of love for this. No, not no. From, and to from, be from fair, the, from the show yeah. there wasn't a lot of love, and yeah, and from public, right? And, and I from mean, public, and you know, it kind of, kind of, you know, it was interesting because this article hit in Billboard um, just a couple days ago on the th- uh, about a week ago, ten days ago on the thirteenth. Bill Young wants to move Pono Music Service into streaming, and I saw this article and I was just like, wow! I thought I didn't even know Pono was still around. Honestly, that was my first thought is like, is it still here? Because I have heard nobody talk about Pono. Actually, I take that back. I just read Sebastian Bach's autobiography, and he talks in there about how he he has a Pono player and he likes listening to music. I was just like, okay. Really? Who knows why he got it or whatever, but it was like, oh, that's right, Pono. Whatever happened to that? Boom, this hits. And Neil Young wants to move into streaming service, and the f- the after going wow they're still around. I'm like, wait a second, didn't Neil Young just rip streaming? Oh yeah, from from his Pono player point of view and as himself as a musician, for the longest time he withheld all of his music from streaming. Mm-hmm. Didn't like the quality of it. Pono was anti-streaming. There was nothing good about streaming. Yep. And didn't like that, the quality, didn't like the payments to artists. And you'll remember Neil Young back in the day was, you know, had that campaign on MTV, you know, about artists that put their music in film and TV and commercials and things like that and how bad that was and you're selling out. And now it's how a lot of these artists it's make their living. It's not the negative thing that it was, right? Yeah, you know, so I started scanning this article. And first of all, I learned a few things since January of 2015 at its launch. Um, and most recently it was taken offline this past July. So the Pono yeah. service was gone in July. I didn't know that just disappeared. Um, it went, the company that was its provider, Omniphone went into administration. That's right. Was purchased by a buyer. Five months later, the platform remains out of service, but, Young isn't giving up on his pet project just yet. First of all, pet project is not something that I as a consumer would want to get behind. Pet project means I'm willing to jump out of this anytime it kind of gets a little 
hectic and busy for me. That doesn't yeah. ring of this is a business I believe in and I want to make this happen and I want to see it. Pet projects. I mean, it's like it's my hobby. Um, yeah. But he's looking into adapting the service for streaming. That's a really interesting. streaming service. And I was just like, okay, so you're sticking to your high res, but now you're going into streaming. And then immediately I'm like, um, isn't there somebody already doing high res streaming out there? Title. Title. You know, I mean, you could even say, you know, mastered for iTunes uh, to some level. Yeah, you could even but you say look Spot at Spotify. If you go yeah. into your Spotify settings, you can turn on That's right. high quality, you know, I'm not saying it's high resolution, but you can turn on a high quality stream. Yeah, but you know, you have to have the you know, the machine to listen to it. A lot of people listen to music when they're in their car or, you know, at uh, work in a noisy work environment or at the gym or while they're walking. You have to look at, you know, these high quality things. And I was on, on a panel at CES one time about quality. And there are people who really want, you know, the HD tracks of the world, you know, and when it's jazz and when it's classics, I get it, man. You know, it makes a huge difference. I don't know if you're listening to the Ramones, if if it really matters. Also, there there have been many of these tests done where even some studio engineers, after you know, like about 192, they can't tell the difference. So some people can, some people can't. But then you get to you know Neil Young. And I get it, you know, he's he's an audiophile. He wants that studio experience. He wants that great sound quality, right? So there's two things that he did. There's the player that looks like the Toblerone, you know, chocolate right. bar, you know, that weird thing that doesn't really fit in your pocket or it's just the weirdest thing ever. But maybe it, it was designed like that to stand out and not look like everything else. Okay. But so he's got the player and then he's also got the service. So... You match the two together, and I think what people who like the high-quality, high-res find out pretty quickly is, number one, I don't think a lot of people care. You know, it's about the song, stupid. You know, if it's a great song, you, you'll listen to it on AM radio, FM radio, uh, scratchy vinyl. You know, it's all about the song. And if you are one of those people who sound quality is super important to you, I think you're in the minority. I think that's a really small niche. Oh, I, I think that's been proven yeah. over and over that, and, and again, there's nothing wrong with desiring high quality, but it's not a big enough market that's going to take off. And for the it still comes down to the vast majority of the average people out there are listening to their music on these little things. Yeah, or worse. These, or worse, or worse. They're listening to Beats it. Beats headphones. They're listening to it. Hey, listen, I'll raise my hand and say right now I'm one of the first people that does this uh, through my Alexa device. I'm listening mm -hmm. to the music through the speakers built into my Alexa device. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't have six-foot speakers in my house anymore. I gave up on that years ago. Um it you're just, mobile now. You don't it, sit well, in the living room in quad listening to this stuff. You're you're on the go. Exactly. You know, you know and the thing that really um, I found an initial, I don't have an issue with high resolution audio. My initial problem with um, Pono was it 
smelled of just another attempt by the music industry to make the consumer repurchase their entire catalog in yet another format. Uh, you know, my personal history, LPs, repurchased cassette tapes, repurchased mm -hmm. CDs, repurchased digital files. You've had me repurchase some of my catalog four times here. Not to mention reissues, deluxe editions. It ain't happening ever again. I am never going to repurchase my my music catalog in another format. And and I think the music industry realized, we, we both know, that when CDs hit, that was a cash explosion. Everybody repurchased everything again. And I'm sure somebody's sitting here going, how can we do that again? How can we? Mm -hmm. And we've seen yeah. that attempt over and over. Digital audio tape, super high mm -hmm. quality CDs, data HDs, play. Yeah, there's tons of these. Uh, you know, they've tried these configurations over and over and over, and nobody wants to repurchase their for their music yet again. That's what bothered me about Pono was it wasn't that it was high high resolution because I used title for a while. I don't use it anymore, but I did use it for a few months. I could notice a difference, but it wasn't worth the additional premium f to me. Yeah. But yeah, I you make I mean that's a good point, Michael. I mean, you can tell the difference, you know, when you hear a really high quality sound file and sometimes I'm sure this has happened to you like maybe you'll put in a CD even though you might listen to streaming and downloading but once in a while you pop in a CD in a decent stereo and you're like wow that's that sounds amazing or you listen to a great vinyl on somebody's great stereo system but the thing is it, it it's amazing you go into a studio you hear stuff it's amazing I just don't think the masses care they, they just well, don't they, they, they don't because here's what it comes down to 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 pick out that that amazing audio, you need to be in the right sort of an environment. Meaning, you need the great file to play. You need the great speakers or headphones to hear it on. You need to be in an environment that is not filled with tons of background noise on a in a car at home with a vacuum run. You add all that stuff in, and it takes away from that crystal clear because now all of a sudden I'm listening to the music, but the vacuum is also running. I'm listening to the mm -hmm. music or the you're TV, in your car. TV's in the background or I'm hearing traffic outside the window or the kid is screaming to experience this type of music, the way it should be experienced. You need to be in a listening room that's designed for sound that is quiet, that you're not going to have the interruptions that you can sit back yeah. and, and take in and absorb the sound and hear all the little nuances. What happened to those rooms? Remember back in the 70s and 80s, we had friends that had kind of listening rooms and, you know, had the great speakers and kind of the, you well, know, the, the sound-controlled the, the, rooms. The, 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 and, wa the Walkman and, and boomboxes basically killed those rooms. The reason you had those rooms is because that was the only way you could listen to music. You, I remember when I graduated college, the first thing I bought after getting a real job was a real stereo system. The racks, the components, the turntable, I remember. the huge five-foot speakers. 
the you know, preamp and the preamps, all of that. And yeah. you, you would set it up in such a way that you've got your chair in the middle of the room and you'd put your speakers here and maybe you had speakers behind you and then you had you that was how you had to listen to music because yeah you know you music was not portable yet so you had to set it up that way yeah um now now and you brought up a great point with the walk man man that changed everything i remember riding my bike listening to music and how amazed i was because not only could i take it with me but it wasn't like that crappy little AM radio with the little earpiece. It actually it was in stereo. Good. It, it was actually stereo. sounded pretty good. Yeah, exactly. You know, I could go in my, you know, I could have the cassette tape player in my car. I could have the Walkman on the go. That became more important for music consumption. So, you know, it just, Pono just was like, oh, my God, why why are you trying to do this? It was, you know... A new file format, a new player. Who in this day and age, in the last year, has a separate music player? Every you know the everything is on one device now. Whether it's your Android, your iPhone, even e- Apple's iPods, it's, it's gone. It's gone. It's not. It's not a. It's not a business anymore. Things have converged that. You don't want to carry multiple devices anymore. So there right. was everything right. about Pono was just you were tr- they were trying to convince us of the benefits of something that we we long ago said there's no benefit there. We we we've evolved past a music right. player. It's, we've evolved for those. Yeah, there is a there's a small group of people that that really matters to and they become evangelist and try to convert others. But you're right. It's a very niche thing. And I think that what they're doing with the streaming services, even though they were against it initially, I think they started to realize, well, wait a second, if we're going to compete, you know, it's going to have to be what you just described, your, your Android, your iOS, whatever your device is, make the streaming service so it's agnostic and then we can serve up you know like hd tracks or maybe like uh you know title or some of these others that have a higher bit rate we can be kind of the high quality streaming service and it looks good on paper but i'm i would love to talk to some of my friends at pono and kind of hear about what their strategy is going forward because i just don't think that's a long term Strategy. Well, here, so in this article, it, it does talk about how Tidal currently offers a high-res subscription off, and off option, which it advertises $20 a month. Neil Young, however, says Pono will not use lossless compression methods. So streaming, it's not going to be streaming a compressed file to you, but is in the process of setting up a partnership with a company based in Singapore that will allow Pono to stream its catalog at varying levels of audio quality. Quote, we want to maintain our quality level when we go to streaming, and I think we can. And if you have the bandwidth, you can get the full frequency, the full everything. If you don't have the bandwidth, your app will show you what you're missing. You'll be able to move around, and there won't be any break in the music, but the resolution of the sound will change, and you'll be able to tell what happened when you look at your screen. And that will educate, this is interesting, and that will educate people as to the difference between high-resolution music and regular streaming music. Wow. So basically, they're going... I feel like I just got scolded. Well, they... (laughs) 
partially, yeah, you're right. Or called a dummy, maybe. Um, that you don't know. I need to be about educated. Music. But basically, what that tells me, and maybe I'm reading it wrong, is they're going to sell you a full resolution stream. But if your bandwidth can't handle it, they'll throttle that down to some form of a compressed file. To, ma to match your bandwidth. To, you'll still listen to it, and it'll say something like, I don't know. You this know, is what you're missing. Th th this is not a high-resolution file. You're missing blah, blah, blah. So now you're listening to a non-high-res file because your bandwidth isn't good, and you know that means they're counting on um, – High bandwidth Wi-Fi connections everywhere. Not right. not out jogging using your cell phone connection of two bars to listen to music, and that they're going to educate people to the difference. Who wants to? Who wants and who needs to be educated? Nobody. May, this, this maybe is, a this, small group of audio files, but this reminds me of Netflix. You know, when you're watching Netflix, if you get a crappy connection, it'll kind of throttle down and you'll get some pixelation and it'll just it's just to keep it going. And, and okay, I, I get that. But when you're talking about audio files, you know, those people who want that that better sound, they're more like those people who are going to be having a sound room. You know, they're going to be the ones that yes. have that really expensive turntable and have all of that. They're not the ones... First of all, this implies that you would be actually engaged in the app while you're listening to music. You're not. Which I think is a fallacy. You're right. Nobody's engaged with their it's app. Back, it's background. They have it in their back pocket. Yeah, exactly. They, I mean, the, that's a different customer, and I think there will be a select few who will get into it. It reminds me of the guys back in the day of Ice Magazine and these people that are audiophiles that – look at the metadata very carefully and they'll they'll send a letter to a record company and say, you know, the original version of this album had three seconds of space. This one has five. And I, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Right. Or, you, you, need to you fix know, you this. used a capital. Exactly. I mean, they look at the minutia of all of this stuff and that's fine. You know, there are a small group of people that do that and there will always be a group of people that do that. Um, I just don't see people engaging with an app as an activity on a mobile device, especially because you're doing other things. If you're sitting in your music room or your front room and you're listening to music, yeah, maybe then you might want to, if the interface was interesting, you might want to check and see what your bandwidth was and what your bit rate was and all that. But that's like three guys that want to do that. I don't have time for it. I, I don't the the vast majority of the music public doesn't and and it, and and it sort of feels like they're trying to launch this service and take it to the mass public and it's like why just launch it and focus it on your small minutia group of hardcore audiophiles who will love it and they may not even buy into it because they might be tired of repurchasing over and over again or they've Let's be honest, and I, I'm just guessing, but if you're a hardcore audiophile, you probably have somehow acquired flack versions of all mm -hmm. of your music already. Mm -hmm. That's that's all you need. You, you you've yeah. loaded up a, you know, you're somebody who still uses a 180 gig iPod Classic or some some device 
that you can load up all of your music files on and you're not into streaming. To, to take this and think you're going to take it into main, mainstream, just, I don't yeah. know. It just feels I think there's something they could wrong. do, Michael. I think, I think that what could help them succeed with this is instead of trying to stand alone on this island and be the voice of high def is to partner with other people. Like for example, team up with HD tracks. They do a steady business of high res downloads, downloads. in form, right? Downloads. Um, team up with HD tracks and be the streaming service for HD tracks. And you could even, I mean, they've got a, a pretty good base, but, but you know, you know um, I mean, for they, that niche market, but does it, here's what it comes down to. I mean, I'm sitting here as a marketing person thinking, is there a big enough market that there's room for another player? You've got title doing high resolution streaming. You've got HD ta tracks doing high resolution downloads. I'm not sure there's room for anybody else to do anything in here. It's covered. It's covered. Yeah. No. Unless you could aggregate, meaning that you become the delivery method on the streaming side. So when there is a streaming service that wants to deliver ultra high quality, that you're their white label back end, you know, just like Amazon has AWS, you know, they have their servers and that's a big part of their business is just, you know, being the back end for all of these different sites. Maybe there's a play for Pono to be the back end to other sites for high res well, audio. The, 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 the issue that, that sort of is brought up with that idea is when Pono launched, it only had 2 million tracks. Oh, dear Lord. And it hasn't been in service since July. So they're clearly not on catalog to catalog. They're not even on level with title. No. So if you need to do that, you need to have 20, 30 million tracks from all the labels in HD, high-res quality. And I would question whether they have that right now. Not sure they no, do. The, and the cost to do that and the hoops you'd have to jump through, I think, are insurmountable for them. Their best uh, shot, I think, would be to focus on classics, jazz, and then the, the you know, instead of going for the long tail, go for the head of the rat, you know, get the Adele's. Get, just, that's just what, you know, Amazon did when they launched their streaming service. They started with, you know, the best sellers first right, and right. then kind of grew from there. I think they could do that play. And but but all of this goes back to how this is described as a pet project. You know, this is not Yeah. If if this but, but if is this was Neil a, Young saying that or is the press saying that? Like, because people have said that about Steve Jobs and Apple TV that it was kind of his pet project. Well, but, but Apple but, said but, but Apple's always said it was sort of a hobby project too. And they never looked at it as the as um all it says here is Young isn't giving up on his pet project just yet. So it's his. So even if even if Young hasn't said that, the industry is perceiving it as nothing more than a pet project. Yeah, I don't know. Pono just feels like it is a pet project, whether he said it or not. It, I think everybody feels like it's a pet project, something he feels very passionate about. Nothing wrong with feeling passionate about it. 
but it just feels like I'm create. It feels like one of those things where I'm creating a better product, and I don't. And there's no market for it, but because it's the better product, you should want it. And you know, we see this with computers and software and everything out there. The better product isn't necessarily what people want. It doesn't always win. You know, the, you know, VHS beta wars. I mean, come on. I mean, it's not all, it's about convenience. It's about marketing. It's about a lot of things. Listen, Um, I mean, as much as we're both Apple fanboys, if you mm -hmm. wanted to do spec to spec comparison, iPhone is not the better device than Androids. There's Android devices that have better phones, better processors, you name it, better, better, better. But yet, Apple continuously kills it with their products. So it's not about creating the better product and then trying to create the market for it. It's looking for the market and giving them the product that they need and they want. Yeah, it's a niche market. It's a crowded market. And you know, it, he hasn't even been running this continuously. It's you been know? dead for five months. I mean, that's that, hard to take that seriously. It's really hard to take that seriously, especially after it was a Kickstarter project. People gave him money for this. Then it disappears. Listen, if I was an existing Pono customer, I'd kind of be have a feeling of you burned me once. Yeah. You burned me once. What? What? You know? Does and you know, and we haven't even gotten into this because it doesn't talk about it. But would this new streaming service require a new piece of hardware? It, it, I think that would be a deal breaker. I think that would be the. I I don't think people are going to go down that path again. They, for streaming, look, we we've got our devices. You got to go where the party is. You know, you can't start your own party. Yeah, I I don't know if high resolution really matters to you. Go buy title and turn title into the service you want because there's an existing service. It's got a customer base. It's got right. the catalogs. Maybe or go to HD tracks or rip your own stuff and something. keep it on a portable player instead of streaming because you're not going to get that kind of quality streaming unless you have ultra high bandwidth and you're not going to have ultra high bandwidth all the time. You might have it at home. You might have it at work, but out in the field, it's going to be spotty in your car. Uh, yeah, just just the whole thing is just like, oh, my God, couldn't couldn't this product have stayed dead? Why is it coming back? Really? I mean, d- does anybody need this? If if Neil Young's name wasn't associated to this, would anybody be giving it any attention? I would love to talk to our friends at Pono and just get their take on what's what's the plan i mean do you have a strategic plan going forward maybe there are things that we don't even know about that you know could help this company survive but just on that niche market of ultra high quality i just don't think it's there's enough uh customers is there enough business to sustain yeah i don't think there is forward i don't know i don't know there you go. That's our two cents for whatever yeah. it's worth. Love to hear what people think. Are there any Pono owners out there? You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do you? How do you feel if you bought one? Yeah. How do you? And how do you fit that player in your pocket? I know. Without looking a little odd. Yeah. You're right. It looks like a big candy Toblerone. Yeah. Candy exactly. Box. All right, guys. That's it. 
Uh, we're out of here. Happy have, holidays. Have a happy holiday. Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Enjoy it. And we will uh, we'll talk to you in a week or so. Take care.